I think it's the best feature for business that you can possibly do on Instagram. Everybody and welcome to the Edit Weekly. We've got Amanda here from Seattle. We've got Whitney from Minneapolis, and we have Erin from Nashville. And today we have an awesome guest. We've got Jillian, who is located near me in the Seattle area. She is like such a fabulous marketing guru. I love getting information from her and I am so excited for her to share some knowledge today with everybody. So Jillian, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I started my business in 2022 and I have been working with all different types of businesses and kind of doing grassroots paired with social media marketing and helping small businesses just kind of grow their network. Um, and following, but also in a way that it can be monetized and create real clients, not just followers to have followers. So I've worked with, um, and I still work with a lot of um, different types of businesses, wineries, the Chamber of Commerce, the City of Edmonds, I do tourism, um, a doc dentist offices, doctor's offices, uh, brick and mortars, all different types of businesses. So um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm going to jump right in. Jillian, what are the most important things you can do on Instagram for marketing? So for your business, you really just need to, for Instagram, it's like location. I get, I see so many people that post like, or have their bio set up where it just doesn't tell me anything that I need to know. And you have literally like 0.7 seconds to capture someone to become a follower. So when someone goes to your page and they don't see where you're located or what your niche is, um, or like what you do, what are you there to provide them? They will move on. So I think that the most important things, especially just like with social media, um, it's kind of like the evolution of like an infomercial, right? Like we used to have these like infomercials, you're homesick, you're watching like OxyClean for four hours. Yes. And now it's like you have literally this like seven seconds of a reel and 0.7 seconds to like grab someone's attention. Um, and so it's just like this like way faster, quicker, you know, billboard for yourself that if you do it correctly, you can really monetize by having like that specific follower that it turns into a client. So yeah, just making sure that your bio is set up correctly. Make sure you have a face, you're, you know, you're the face of your business. Like if you have a logo, make sure it's, you know, a circle that's like very, very noticeable. That's super you like that you can, people can tell it's you. I like faces better. Instagram likes faces better. Faces get more plays, more views. That's why you guys are so set up so well because photographers have so many pictures with people and it's a lot almost easier to do a photographer's Instagram than it is to like, uh, like my doctor's, one of the doctor's offices I work for, you know, like HIPAA laws and this and that. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Revert to a lot more like Canva and things like that that just aren't as shareable and noteworthy and beautiful. So Yeah, I just think that making sure that you're consistent when you're posting, make sure your information is there correctly. And um, those are all SEO words too. So in your bio, your bold word where your name is, it does not have to be like your name or the same name as your business. You can put, you know, uh, Pacific Northwest photographer, you can put 
anything in that same line. With your name, without your name, doesn't really matter. And those are all SEO words. So that's the highest form of SEO. So if you're not putting those words there, you're missing out on a lot of searches. So like hashtags are a thing of the past because you search these words because SEO is now embedded into everything in Instagram. So when you're putting a hashtag, Mm -hmm. that's like what you are doing a hashtag for. Now the only reason to use a hashtag is if you are people are following that hashtag. So like in Edmonds where I'm located, we have like, it's an Edmonds kind of day. So like everyone follows mm-hmm. it as if it was a person. So I see it on my feed. So that's the only reason you would use a hashtag. Everything else, use those keywords incorporated into captions, bios, your name, and then you come up in those searches. I love that. Yeah. You told me that. And I, <laughs> I had no idea. I was still doing all my hashtags. Like, and I can't remember, but I think I, I had listened to something else that you had talked on, Jillian, another podcast. And I was like, oh, what? And so I immediately stopped doing hashtags other than the ones that are like a thing to follow. And I did. I changed my, my name at the top. So all the bold is right there. It's Seattle. It's photographer. Like all of my keywords, um, I immediately changed that because I was like, wow, this is so awesome. I don't have to now try to like find 30 different hashtags to include in every single post um, to try to make it there. So I love that Instagram has made it so that everything is searchable. I feel like that makes it a lot it's like a lot smoother flow for looking through things. And we talk a lot about using chat GPT and I feel like that's another great use for chat GPT. Now that you don't have to do the hashtags is you can basically say, Hey, I have these keywords. I want to incorporate chat GPT, throw me, you know, some options for some captions using these SEO keywords. So uh, love that. And I I have a question on that. So is using (laughs) hashtags harmful in any way? Like if you... It can be. Okay. Yeah, because so there's some that are like flagged. So Valentine's Day is a good example. Like they did like hashtag Valentine's Day. Anybody that posted that, those words, like got banned or got like paused because there was like some uh, crime organization or drug trafficking thing that they used that to get it out. (laughs) I mean, and I don't know how much like information is really released on this and like how much this, they really watch out for it, but they have, there have been instances where they use a certain hashtag to promote something negative. And then if you are like, Oh, hashtag blessed. And all of a sudden like that hashtag blessed is like now (laughs) red flagged, like you're screwed. <laughs> I would stay away from it. <laughs> I would do, I love like, that. cities. A lot of people will do like they'll follow like Woodenville is where kind of where we grew up and like Woodenville WA, like hashtag Woodenville. So it says too, when you start typing it, it'll say followed by and it will have a number of people or if any of your followers follow that that hashtag. So that's what you're looking for is people that follow it, not a hashtag just for hashtag for like search reasons. Yeah. And I feel like so much of what, I don't know, I feel like the kind of misconception about um, a lot of Instagram marketing is like, you're trying to reach all these people. You're trying to, you know, like get everybody everywhere liking your stuff. But really, I know Jillian, you've talked about this too. So much of it is that you want to hit your key audience. You want to get the people that are in your area that are actually going to 
convert to clients, not just like, Hey, this, you know, I've got a huge following in a, in a state that's completely on the other side of the country. Like that's not necessarily going to help you as a business to grow. Like you really want to target the people in your area that are actually potential clients for yours. Yeah. The point is to monetize. And so if you're like, I had an example on a different podcast I was on and it was like, you know, if you start following, you, you know, your uncle George in Kentucky and he's a plumber and now all of a sudden the algorithms made it where you're being shown all these plumbers or all these people in Kentucky. Like now you're just like, you know, making the engagement so much lower because those people are muting you or, you know, and so now you're getting a lot less likes for a lot more followers, which makes the whole equation go wrong. <laughs> so much to it, right? Like, so what do you think, like, given all this, what is the most common mistake that you find people make Jillian when they're on Instagram? Um, I think that it's not staying in your niche. Like I know that you were just saying about niches, um, and you don't want to necessarily be put into a box of a niche, but when you're on Instagram, don't you want to be like the best in a small group, not mediocre in a large group? And you know, you kind of get mixed in and you lose you know, those followers that are really looking for something specific. So if you can try and stay like branding or like, I mean, the more niche you can go down, the better, right? So like, even if you have 500 followers, but 450 of them have paid you and their clients, like, (laughs) you know, like, okay, like that's fine. I don't need a million followers that are never going to hire me. So having that niche down where it's like, I'm really good with uh, female high school athletes for senior photos. Okay, like really push that. Like follow the sports teams, follow the, you know, high schools, follow the ASB, like uh, follow the PTAs. Like, you know, those types of things will really help you be successful in one key point and keep those people really, their network of the similar type of people to start coming to you as well. So I think people just stay in their niche and then also like, don't add in, like your grid is your billboard. So don't add in like a random photo of like your dog. If you're a high end photographer, like, and you take a picture that's like half blurry of the kitchen floor with your dog on it, like, don't do that. Like, that's not okay. So now that's- Save that for your story. Save that for your story. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because like your story is where you're not finding new followers. Your story is- for your followers. So that's where they get to know you. So put whatever you want there, like, you know, behind the scenes, do, you know, you're talking in your car on the way to an appointment, you're nervous, whatever, like show who you really are, but put that in your stories. Don't put it on your grid. <laughs> Love that. And so like kind of going back to what you were saying before with like staying, staying in your lane, if you will. So with Erin, since she's talking about diversifying, is something she could do then is to really make sure that like her senior portrait business is one thing. And then she creates her, her other profile, like a different, um, one for that. How does that work? Do you know how that (laughs) works as far as when you like are one thing, but then you want to break down into your couple other brands? I think that if you have been in the business long enough and you are successful enough that you can become broader. When you're mm-hmm. first starting out is where it's really important to stay in your niche mm-hmm. and to niche down. The people who are the most successful on Instagram are like, you know, like um, people who are doing like middle-aged women fitness from beach towns. Like, you know, it's like where mm-hmm. it just goes niche or niche or niche. 
But if you are so good at so many different types of photography, just really stay focused on the photography, right? So like maybe share some more like informational things. Um, don't necessarily just share photos that you've taken of your clients. Like the best thing you can be posting on Instagram is shareable, um, like information based material because that's what goes viral. So if you're just like doing a picture of a beautiful family on a beautiful, you know, scape, it's like gorgeous. Right. But why am I going to share that to my husband because I want to go there for dinner tomorrow, you know, or why am I going to share that for, you know, or I save it for my next photo shoot? Like would I probably not. So that's where you can really, your niche now is just photography, but now you're an expert in photography and you're going to help other people take the best photos they can take by sharing how to stand, how, what to wear, how to, what happens if it starts raining? Like, you know, like just like tips of the, you know, tricks and tips of the trade where you can become an expert in that field. Um, so that's where I think that you can kind of broaden a little bit, but just give people information that they need. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. So many things to keep in mind for this new year coming <laughs> into it and trying to be like better about Instagram and being on there. And I know you talk about consistency a lot too, Jillian, how that is such a key thing is to be consistent. And I am so guilty of not doing that. <laughs> yeah. The algorithm really works for you when you are consistent. Like anytime you, I've had clients like want to hire me and be like, oh, we have this event coming up. Like we want you to come and like, you know, post a lot right before. It's like, it's not going to work for you. It's, it's just going to waste your money because you really have to keep, if, if you've noticed like on your stories, the people that pop up the first are the people that post consistently. Mm -hmm. So those people are always pushed to the front. Well, it does the same thing in like the general scheme of Instagram. So the people who are posting the most, who have the most engagement, Instagram pushes those out. And then if they have poor engagement, they pull them in because the whole point of Instagram is to stay on the platform on your grid, in your stories, or just being on the platform, commenting on other people's things, that's all engagement. So any engagement is going to just boost you. And when you do have something exciting to tell, like an event or something like that, then, you know, Instagram will work in your favor. But if you're not always on there and then you think, okay, this is my marketing plan to like post this one big, like, you know, everybody come to this event, everyone come to this, like those, uh, short, what do you do? A little uh, mini some, sessions. Yeah. Yep. The mini <laughs> sessions. You can't, you can't just like post it and then be like, I haven't been on Instagram for six months and everyone's going to see it. They're not going to. <laughs> okay. So talking about niching down, um, my Instagram account, that's my name is geared towards my senior portrait photography. So that's the one that I've been building for the longest. Um, and the reason that I separated it from everything else at first, even whenever I was still dabbling a little bit in everything else was because I was picturing a high school senior in class, trying to hide her phone <laughs> scrolling. They don't want to be scrolling past the babies and the families and all like, they'll just go off of my account. Right. And so I was thinking I want it to be just senior girls. Um, so that's, that account. Then we built a studio in my backyard and I've been doing a little bit of everything. Um, that's not true, but I've been doing more families and children back there. So I created a separate account. I don't even, I think I've got like 300 and something followers on it. It's not that much. 
So I'm curious on your opinions with the collaborator feature, um, because my, my first account has more followers. And that means potentially if I added that account with my name on it as a collaborator, more people would see it, right? Um, so if I have something that I really need people to get to, to get out for people, would you post it on the new studio account and add yourself in your main account as a collaborator? Would you not do it? Would you post it from the bigger account and have the smaller account as the collaborator? collaborator so it doesn't really matter who is a collaborator the point is that it goes to everybody's grid so if you're going to post it on your grid anyways why would you do it as a collab like i i understand your thinking and i think it is good to do collab i think it's the best feature for business that you can possibly do on instagram you want as many different types of followers seeing the same thing so out of those 300 people how many of those 300 people are also following your main account like, so is it going to be the same people seeing it? There's no point in, like, I mean, do it, but like, it's not going to like boost anything. So instead take like, you know, like somebody else that's in the business, that's in a totally different side of photography or is a location, like that would be the best for you. Like if you were doing a, like a, you know, a wedding and you, it was at like a venue. Okay. So have that venue collab with you because chances are most of their followers aren't following you and don't know anything about you. So that's where the benefit comes from. It's not just like, oh, it's going to like be on both accounts and I don't, you know, I'm just kind of like merging two accounts. Um, it's just not going to benefit anything. So if I were you, is your, so the 300 people one, is that like the space for your? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it's the glass house. So a lot of the followers I'm sure are people that I know personally, but then a good chunk of them are brand new hashtags, brand new town. Cause we moved recently. Like, so I do think a chunk of them are not the same, but mm -hmm. it's hard to say. Yeah, I would, um, I would like, are you staying really niche specific on that account? Like, are you just showing the location and everything yeah. or are you kind of, yeah. okay. Is it on peer space or anything? Or are you like promoting Not it? Not yet, no. 2024. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, that awesome. might be kind of cool then. Once it's on peer space, then like adding that in, because then that might have more people then that are following mm -hmm. peer space. Although I don't know if how that lets you work with that, if peer space lets you <laughs> do that, if you Yeah, have... they will reshare though. I've done Oh, okay. Yeah. So the one thing though that you should be doing is follow your local chamber of commerce and then mm -hmm. become a member. Like I run a chamber of commerce page and I also run a city tourism page. And those, if people ask me for collabs and they're promoting a business in my town that I like, you know, think that is great. It's not religious. It's not political. It's, you know, like it would fit on my page. I accept the collabs. So that's where you're really going to boost that is, you know, uh, tag, do a collab and you don't even have to like ask them. Like you don't have to like ask for permission to do a collab. Like, like Amanda, you just like sent me the collab. Like, I did. I, it. Like, <laughs> I was like, and Jillian, <laughs> a lot of the time I will accept it on all of the accounts because I like, I get paid for a certain number of posts per week too. Right. So like that just saved me a whole post. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so like I like seriously, and so I'm like, you know what? It's great filming. I would have posted it myself. You just saved me a half a day's worth of work. Of Perfect. course, I'm gonna I love accept it. this. And now that person that did that collab with me, they just got opened up to you know, 5,000 new followers that are like, oh, and they are like on good with the city or the chamber. Like, awesome. Let's follow them too. So that's where you really want to do collabs. It's like a different, totally different following, but people that are still in your alley, you know, in your group, in your network or in your area. I love that. I would have Mm -hmm. never thought to do that, but that totally makes sense, especially if you're really trying to market to the people. Talking about time saving, like if, hey, everybody that you are marketing to is in your area, then you probably don't have to travel as far for your photo shoots. Like you can stay more local. You have people that really are like close to you, are invested in more of the stuff you are because you live in their area. So that's- don't narrow it down to just one collab. Like you can do four collabs now and it doesn't have to be a real. It can be just like a infograph, you know? Like you guys could all do one infograph for the edit and then all of you also have it in each one of your grids. So that's just, and that shared, that opens up your whole audience. Oh, that's awesome. Jillian, you're so good. <laughs> you know what I love too, because you touched on when we're talking about Instagram marketing, but like, I think it can be very easy to get so stuck at online marketing that we forget that just like relationships, which Instagram is, it's about building relationships. But when you mentioned the chamber of commerce, like joining, like that's such a great idea because when I, um, was first starting my business, all there there wasn't social media. And so I built all of my business on building relationships with other planners, other photographers. And I find that now it's easy to get away from that. And so I think just joining your chamber of commerce could be an amazing thing, not just for Instagram, but also off, you know, and then you can then use it for Instagram as well. So I love that. Thank you. Yeah, no, I pair a lot of my business with grassroots marketing, like localized marketing with, with Instagram and social media marketing, because they do go hand in hand and they want to see like real people doing real things in real life. Right. So it's not this, you know, I just can't stand when it's like Canva print, Canva, Canva, Canva. It's like, I'm not going to follow that. Like, that's so dumb. Like, but if you see me and my husband, like at this new restaurant, at this party, at this chamber event, like, you know, taking photos of my friends or having a business networking lunch that you're doing headshots at for your local community, like, you know, doing those things that you can advertise, but then also it's just like easy content. Like it shouldn't be difficult. Like just post and pray. Like I always say, like, just like (laughs) literally just like, if you overthink it, like, let's say it totally like sucks. Like the post that you do and 10 people see it and not 10 hundred or, you know, a thousand. Okay. Who cares? It's 10 more people than if you hadn't posted anything at all. So just post, you know? Yeah. I know. And like, and what you're, I, yeah, I think I heard you talk about this in another podcast, Jillian, too, but how you were like, hey, just work smarter and not harder. Like while you're editing a photo, set up mm-hmm. your phone to like record you doing it. And then you're not yeah. wasting any time other than like the, you know, maybe 30 seconds it took you to set your phone up. And then cool. Now you have some footage you can make in a story. Um, and then you've got that. And all you were doing was the work you were doing anyway. Like, Hey, take a picture. You're editing. Like every time you're going to shoot, just set up a tripod with another phone or like, you know, a camera and just do like time-lapse, do 
you know, just record it. And then you can like slice that up. Like one video like that, you could make 10 posts, you know, just like have it playing in the background, do five tips, um, and text over it saying, you know, um, like what to wear or don't do these things. And negative always is more of a push in Instagram than Oh, is positive. it? Oh, so, yeah. That. And yeah, that's like why news, like all news, uh, yeah. you know, it's, they don't say like, oh, look at this great person. It's like, this person's dying. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you really have to be like, okay, well, instead of seeing five fun, like helpful tips, it's like, don't do these five things. Ooh. And that's going to be a bigger, you know, audience. Oh, interesting. There we go. I tell you, yeah. like, Jillian, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> I'm going to be doing so much so much like just, I don't know, kind of revamping what I'm doing because I feel like just what you're touching on, I'm like, this is stuff I definitely don't do right now. And, but you're right. Like I'm thinking about the last few accounts I've engaged with. It totally is. It's like, Hey, three reasons why you shouldn't blah, blah, blah. Or like, Hey, five of the right now, it's like five of the worst holiday decisions you could be making. Yeah. Or stop <laughs> like, doing this right now. Exactly. That. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. But I, I never thought to do that. And I think Aaron, you had one of those um, Instagram posts that you did too. It was like three reasons not to hire me. And then it was like, just, just never kidding. said anything. Yeah, <laughs> I never said kidding. anything. And I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, I love that. Like how fun. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I, so, and anything controversial, like I did a post that just went viral and it was, there's this area in Edmonds of this roundabout, but it's not a roundabout. It's a four way stop, but there's a fountain in the middle. So <laughs> the, I had the police officer come and they did a collab post with me. They accepted it, you know, and the cop came and I did it for the city and I did it for the chamber and the police department. And, um, he's like, you know, you guys are doing it all wrong, basically. And then he's like, you know, this is not a roundabout. Like, this is a four-way stop, you know. And while he's standing there, people are doing it wrong. Like, it's hilarious. And so it's, like, one part of, like, three. Now we have a whole part, you know. So mm -hmm. that is another thing you can do where it's, like, don't just do one if it's, like, going to go viral. Like, do four or five more. So now the next one is how to – like walk in this roundabout cross four way <laughs> stop because people go all the way diagonal. It's like you can't do that, you know. <laughs> so if you can do like you know five tips for seniors, like don't do this, like don't color your hair the night before, don't wax your eyebrows the morning of, like don't you know, <laughs> like those fun things that like you could just be like don't do this and part one. So then they are like psychologically they're like oh I got to stick around for part two, so I'm gonna follow them. You know, it's not just like that. a one and done. Mm -hmm. So Jillian, what do you, what's your favorite feature then on Instagram for small businesses with all everything you've talked about? Like, is there one feature that's like your absolute like favorite? I think the collab, do? it's really being able to collab with multiple businesses in one space is so helpful. Um, I think that a lot of people are doing it wrong where it's like always the same. And I, I'm guilty of it too. Um, because of like what you were saying is I want to post it on two different, you know, pages basically. But if you use it correctly, you can really just like open up your audience. And I think that that's where this is like so much fun because that's the whole point is to like meet more people, know more people, like engage with more people. So having that is now you're normally posting to your, you know, 4,000 followers. Now listen, instantly it's to 20,000 followers because you have three other accounts on there, you know? So I think that that's probably my favorite. Okay. So we usually like to end every show with talking about 
if we were to start our business today, like knowing what we know now, what would we do different? So what is your thing, Jillian, knowing all this stuff now versus when you started, what would you do different? I think this is so like, I, okay. So I, a lot of people will like ask me to coffee or like ask me to lunch and be like, Oh, I want to pick your brain. And before I was like, yeah, like, okay. And it's like, no, I'm $150 an hour. I'm not going to go have a free coffee with you and give you all this free information. And just like to know my worth. Like I am like worthy. I'm not giving discounts. Like I'm not a discount person. Like, you know, like would you ever go into Gucci and be like, oh, do you have a coupon? Like, no, like I'm Gucci. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you are, Jillian. (laughs) I need to know that like I'm worth what I'm presenting. So I wouldn't be as scared presenting an invoice or, you know, like just telling people like, if you're going to meet with me, yes, but we need, if we're talking about business, I need to invoice you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And just be stronger about, you know, my time because yes. my time is money. Yes. You know? Your time is definitely. And I feel like. And that also works with like outsourcing. Like I yes. also immediately would have probably hired a VA and also had, you know, my tax accountant first, first thing, mm-hmm. you know, and just like an accountant in general to do like my QuickBooks. If it costs me let's say a hundred dollars a week, but, and they do it in 30 minutes or I do it and it takes me 10 hours and I could have five new clients in that 10 hours. Like obviously I should be outsourcing, (laughs) but in a minute, like when you first think about it, it's like, Oh, I have to pay somebody else to do that. But it's like, no, but on the return, I could be Mm -hmm. making more than I'm paying out. So that's what I would definitely change is outsourcing. I love that my time, you know? Perfect. I feel like that is one of the, like, really, I feel like everybody we've talked to has really kind of come back to that is when you first start out, you're kind of like, you know, searching, you're trying to like be out there and be in a million places at once. And you are like kind of afraid to talk about money and you, I don't know. I feel like have a hard time. I feel like, especially as a woman, it can be hard to talk about money a lot. Um, and then it just kind of starts to wear on you the more and more you do for free. And the more you're like, wow, this is time. And I wouldn't expect if I worked at a corporate office that I wouldn't get paid to go talk to somebody during my business hours. Like this is, you know, it's different than like, Hey, I'm meeting a friend and we're talking about this, but like, Hey, you're a person that (laughs) really is going to be using my, my information and my knowledge. Like, this takes up time and I don't just have endless hours I can use. So I love that you mentioned that it really, I feel like is so important for you to know your worth and know that your time is worth money and to be charging for that. So Jillian, I love that you are like on board with that now and you are doing it now. And yes. So anybody out there that is listening, please do your, please do your homework, do your, your break down your costs, your cost of doing business and figure out how much you need to be charging for things appropriately so that you are not undervaluing your time and your efforts. Because and if anybody starts out with, let me pick your brain. I, is it going to unfollow, delete, block, like not for me. <laughs> I love it. You've got like your, your certain words. You're like, yes. nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. There's an Instagram post right there. I just know it. Like, 
yeah. the top three things to avoid. The three people to block that hit you up yeah. in your DMs. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for all of this information, Jillian. This has been amazing. Okay. For everybody that is listening or watching, if you haven't already, sign up for the newsletter at theeditweekly.com. We will have some more tips and tricks within the newsletter. We will have Jillian's information in there too if you ever decide that you want to talk to uh, and work with Jillian and hire her for her amazing services. Her information will be there as well. So thank you everybody for joining us again this week and we will see you next time on The Edit. Thank you. Bye.